Let's do it. Have a few people in the audience too, you know. Live. We got Christina. Have you told your friends? Have you told your friends? Have you told your friends that portal is live? I think we're in a new season for our jingles, but yeah, I think we're gonna get there with something new. <laughs> I think, like, yeah, doing all the crazy stuff that was the, I know. that was the Egypt. That was we right. Of, we are out of Egypt, so we, we have to do some it. new things or even change it. Maybe we just get straight to the meat now. Right. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> you are now listening to. Yes, nice, sweet, and to the point. I am your host, Shanice, and of course, we have Senior Leadership of Torque NYC, starting with Pastor Tony Kasser. A.K.A. Tony Portelli. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that was New names good. are happening. Um, Pastor Nathan Cassis. Hello. What's your A.K.A. name? I don't have an AKA. No, I'm I happy being who I am. I Ooh. didn't think I was going to oh. add to it either. I'm happy being Nathan. Thank you. I'm learning to be happy with that more yes, and more please, every day. Yes, please, please. And Dr. Robin Cassis. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Oh, and now I think about it. I don't want to. I want to have an AKA name, maybe not. Anywho, because, you know, I've been seeing some things with name changes recently, and it's a little scary. Well, at least, never mind. I'm not going to go there. This is not the topic we're talking about today. But what we are talking about today is. Go ahead. Declare it. Passing the ball. Pasta. Pasta. We have patient, Pastor oh, Nathan oh, okay. dribbling it's the me. word to I the left. You. Oh, sorry. It's <laughs> me. It's prophetic because we just, we just found out from the Holy Spirit what we're talking about. <laughs> Great. Now, we're talking about the difference between being a follower and a disciple and <sighs> specifically in to do with the level of faith. Yeah. And where is your faith? Is your faith? And your works. Yeah. Is your faith still at follower level or is it at a disciple level? Ooh. <laughs> Well, it's and that's going to be a bit a bit of a smorgasbord because you got a few things that you wanted to bring in that will come alongside it, uh, compassion and things like that and such, all ties in with being a true disciple. Um, just to give you an example of that is that uh, Jesus had a hundred something followers that followed him with excitement. And enthusiasm and zeal, but when the when the price came, it was only living and a half. Because I called uh, Judas a half. Wow! Wow! Mm. Just to let it land where it might need to land. Oh, it's landing already, Pastor Tony. Won't you open this portal up with a little theology for those, you know, just give us a little background 
on, you know, just the relationship of the disciples with Jesus or anything prophetically you want to preach about. Okay. About. <laughs> okay. I like that. <laughs> well, I mean, what what's the difference between a Facebook follower and <laughs> a follower of Jesus <laughs> if, if there isn't some kind of distinctions to make? From what I understand, many thousands were following Jesus' ministry Yep. And many of them for the wrong reason. Yep. But uh, out of that group of followers, Jesus had a very uh, smaller group, Select group that he deemed disciples and even a smaller group from that that he designated as apostles. So, yeah. there but you a go. disciple... Keeps cutting down. A disciple is basically someone who... Um, follows the disciplinary teachings of their master. Mm. and um, So that that's the meaning of it? Yeah, well, disciple is a word that's derived from discipline. Yeah, there it is. The word discipline is and the key. And discipline in the sense of you st- you're, you're sticking to a certain lifestyle or routine or in this case of faith. <coughs> it's not so much punishment kind of discipline. It's... It's sticking to a a teaching that you're receiving from your disciple or your your master, mm. master teacher. I just make a comment that uh, so, what would you say caused the number of uh, followers? You know, that could have gone on to be disciples, but they fell off the number. It fell off. What would you say was the reason? Well, um, the occasion where many, many disciples fell away was when Jesus um, was explaining that unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you cannot be my disciple. Yeah. Right? So you have to pay the price. At that stage, uh, he had many, many followers but the comment they made before they left was, um, this is a hard saying, who can bear it? So um, Peter, when, when he turned to Peter and the, and the uh, 12, he said, shall you also leave? And uh, Peter turned around and said, Lord, where, where shall we go? You have the words of life. So mm. Peter and the other um, true disciples knew that Jesus was the Messiah and nothing could change that. The other guys were hanging around maybe until the next fad came through. Oh, a fad. Or the next move. You know, um, many Christians sit on the sideline when the Holy Spirit starts a new movement or a new um, revelation in the church. Mm -hmm. And their attitude is, I want to watch and see where this goes before I get involved. And by doing that, they're really not taking that risk that faith requires. Mm. They're not asking the Holy Spirit personally either get into it or get out of it. Mm. And so remember, remember Jesus said anyone who doesn't, um, you know, join with me scatters. So this is the big difference between a follower, someone who's in for themselves, and a disciple who's allowing the Holy Spirit to transform them into their master's image. Mm. And I, I think I'd like to come along the word sure. fad. Oh. Because, um, you know, 
their attitude at that time was they wanted an answer to the problem that they were in. And it looked as though, ah, this man, Jesus, who, uh, you know, they didn't see him as the son of God. They saw him as, uh, you know, prophet, good man, whatever, bad man, some did. But they didn't see what really they needed to see to be more than a follower of him, they, to be disciplined, to be able to live the life that he was preaching about, to be a disciple. They just saw it more as an experience, that they could experience some form of Christianity, but they didn't see it as a lifestyle because Jesus taught the lifestyle. And uh, they didn't see the lifestyle. They just saw the experience. So good. That's a statement and a half. Another, another thing, Pastor, is I think the crunch, because I know this applies to my life, disciples are willing to pay the cost. Yeah. Followers are not. And um, I, again, I, um, I, I, I refer to the Facebook kind of follower or any kind of subscription following what do you what do you do when you follow someone or you subscribe to someone you get all the information you need you get all the updates but <laughs> it's still up to you on how much you want to let all of that information get into your life we've got we've got millions of people in the church who are followers but not many of them are getting on a cross every day and letting the father's will be done in their lives because that costs you something. Yeah. That's good. Very good start. Hallelujah. Yes. I wonder if Jesus had, like, you know, a hashtag, you know, no. follow me. <laughs> <laughs> How many followers no. would he have? No. And then he had another no. hashtag, um, disciple. Let's see what the difference in the numbers would be. He do have those, and they're be. still followers. Anywho, <laughs> they have them all uh, over Instagram, those hashtags. I'd tell I've you. actually taught this um, <laughs> in one of my courses, the three phases. It was in abiding. Yeah, come, know, follow, and abide. Come, follow, come abide. first. Follow. Come, see. Then follow after. And then... When abide. you get that, then abide in abide. what you see and what you're following after. And the, I think the key to that is that a lot of us sometimes forget that the abide is the ultimate. You know, David and John, two of the people in the Bible that abided, John the Beloved and David the Psalmist. And um, come is the first step, follows the second step. Abide is the, it's the final step. It's, well, it's, it's, it's the... Funny enough, in my course, I'm learning it's the quantum leap. Abiding is the quantum leap. There we go. From one world to another. Wow. That's and what we wanted to share today. Yeah, but what's funny is that Pastor Robin taught this in abiding. Uh, we as Christians, sometimes we can be abiding in one area of our life, in faith, hope, and love, but we can only be coming in, one, in the other area. Oh, Jesus. We can only be following, like... Are we at that area of our life in every area of our life where it's the Lord Jesus Christ who lives in us, doing it through us, constant communion? Because sometimes we just want to follow. 
we just want to imitate. Mm. Yeah. Other times we just want uh, the Lord photocopy. to photocopy. Yeah, we just want to taste and see, but we don't want to make that disciple decision wow. of commitment because a disciple is committed to the end. Mm. See, a follower flees at the of first course. sign of persecution, and the but come. a disciple decides to see it through to the end. The come, the one that says, "Come, follow, abide." The scripture that says that the one that comes is looking to see. Just observing to see. The following is always following after, mm. not following with, following after. Mm. But the abiding one, the abiding one is the one that allows Christ to live within them and live out of that abiding presence. Do you understand? Yeah. So that's the one that will become the disciple. Mm. Other than that, the other two, if you stay there, church, if you stay in the common following, you won't be a disciple. Wow. Wow. I think we you should go to our first break. Yes, I think we should go to our first break. With their appetite. And we'll be right back. We are back. Yeah, we were just kind of, you know, unpacking uh, this uh, conversation more with our live audience. Again, you can always follow us on our Facebook page until it lasts um, at Torque NY on Facebook. No, my court was doing some things. Um, anywho, we are continuing this conversation. Um, as Pastor Robin, Dr. Robin, excuse okay. me. I do one more too. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's just sharing so many gems for her abiding in Christ class, which I hope it comes around pretty soon because I just realized there's a few new members that haven't taken almost probably none of your course, foundational courses yet. So yeah, hopefully abiding yeah. comes back around because it'll bring so much clarity. I think abiding is one of the most powerful Courses. I, I, I love it is. communion it's my it's my and counsel and yes. other ones, but abiding brings the reality to you that mm -hmm. it's not you. Yes, that's Come on, let me the hear key. You. And uh, you know, I, I'm um, looking at the word abiding. Abiding is um, it's so it's not talking about coming to see. It's not talking about following after. You see, most people come to Christianity to see. Oh, gosh. Others come to follow after. But those that want to be a disciple of his learn to abide in him and he learns to he lives and abides in them. That's why we can say we are the temple of him, his Holy Spirit. And I want to mention the word God, the Holy Spirit. We are that temple, 
do you understand what I'm saying? Which you can't be that temple if you're coming to see. You can't be that temple if you're following after. You have to let someone live in you to have a temple. And what's funny is what you said in the break, Pastor, you said when you come and then you said you follow, it's like Shania, come outside and come over to this area and come with me and Shania does that and she imitates. Yeah. But abiding yeah. is the only step where you get to find out the motivation yeah. for why the person is asking you to do what they're asking you to do. I can imitate you without knowing your motivations you can or your heart. Me. Yeah, but I, I abiding like the words photocopy. But abiding is where God gets to input into us his motive, his emotion, his heart, yeah. his understanding. And that's the constant dwelling, which abiding is. It's to dwell in communion and through intimacy. So he gets to put into us, this is the reason... Like, can we be trusted to know that God actually wants us to know the reason why he's doing something? And we become his hands. Not our hands helping him. Now, this is the key. When you move from coming and following and you move into abiding, then you get a reality, Shania, that this is not, Hey, my hands are available. You know, these are my hands, you know, you know. So if I do the work, I can take half the glory. No, 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 no. These are my hands, but I'm surrendering them to you because I'm your temple and uh, you move through them. You move through my eyes. You move through my mouth. You move through this empty vessel. This... Um, channel, move through, play this instrument. Yeah, yeah. Do you understand? I'm an instrument for you to play. You know? Yeah. So you can see that this is it, a channel, an instrument, and a vessel. So the vessel that's the outer vessel is my body, but that which is in me okay, is the Holy Spirit and he lives in his temple. And you were talking in the break about some of the fruit of being an abiding disciple. Yes. You know, abiding as a, not as a follower but as a disciple. And it's funny because um, this week one of my um, lessons was the, the, the understanding that God has called us, Jesus never called us to be Christians. No. He called us to be disciples. Yeah. Christian didn't come till after, you know, and I'm not saying Christian is a bad term, but Jesus used the word disciple. You're a I, disciple of yeah. mine. And so funny enough, in this um, lesson we were learning this week in my course for counseling, they were learning that disciple is a way of life. It's a lifestyle. That's what I said. Yeah. Abiding a, has to be a lifestyle. Following after is not a lifestyle and coming to see is not a lifestyle. It, it has to be the abiding. Presence of the Holy Spirit makes it a lifestyle. And one thing that um, comes with a constant lifestyle of discipleship is understanding. Um, I've got it here. Uh, what does it mean to be a true disciple? I actually had to write a paper on it. So I want to read something. 
It says, I become a disciple. Um, my choices are therefore to abide in him through faith, hope, and love and die to self, taking up daily my cross, as in Luke 9.23. I become a disciple and I become a believer. The way of a disciple means I only agree with what he says. Yeah. Everything else I class as a lie. Let me get into this. Can I say something to that? Because this comes along with my course, abiding. You see, when you said, I only agree, what was that last statement? I only agree with what he says and everything else I class as a lie. Well, because if that one is living within you and he's saying, you can't help but agree with it because it's not two agreements going on here. If he's living within us, there's only one agreement going forward. And we need to see that. Here's the key. One force, one life mm. living through us. Not two lives trying to make, you know, at war with each other to try and get the top place. Mm. If this is the temple of the Holy Spirit, hey, I'm just something holding God, the Holy Spirit. I'm not living in there with him. I'm holding him. I'm encasing him. Do you understand? That's why I said we're vessels. We carry, you know, instruments. We're letting play us the sound that comes forward from us, you know, and a channel that he can move through, mm. you know? It's funny because um, you talk about that channel... And we talked about in a previous portal the energio of the Holy Spirit, the energy. But this is why being a disciple means only believing, only thinking, only feeling what your master or your teacher says is true. Mm. Because um, the active power of the Holy Spirit, now this is a big statement, but you need to hear it. The active power of the Holy Spirit gets neutralized with your opinion. Thank you. Thank you. Because an opinion has, your opinion has to go. Because I'm learning something about the Lord with his, see, um, this power of only agreeing with what God says is true. This is for you. Oh, thank you. Um, Get rid of the advertisement. <laughs> God can only agree with truth. Mm. He cannot agree with a lie. There it is. He, there it is. And, and for his and for your sake, because he is truth, he must dismiss anything that approaches him that is a lie. Oh, come whether on. it's generated by you, whether it's generated by the world, whether it's generated by the devil. But there's a scripture there that says, you know, um, let me just read this part. It's really important because it blew my mind. When you get the understanding of the Holy Spirit, right, for what he says in here. He must correct and chasten in us what does not align with his truth. He must do it. Like any loving parent, he doesn't want us to continue in destructive behavior that brings us pain and suffering. Can I go back on to Hang that? Hang on one second. Okay, this I'm just excited about this. When we change the way we think and believe, right? So... Because of his love for us, he must correct in us. The scripture says that pride actually repels God. Oh, oh, oh so my God. take that deeper. 
You mean gossip isn't the worst one? Ah. <laughs> Maybe on the same par. But pride actually repels like your understanding of life. It actually repels the Holy Spirit away from you to be that active energy moving through you to form a miracle. So your opinion neutralizes the power of God in your life. And that, if that can just land in some people's heads, God is not interested in what you think is going on in the sense of he wants to reason with you, but the only reasoning he wants to do is you, you, you tell him what's going on in you and then he tells you what's really going on. I need to come in, hit me. I'd like to, to hit Carried that it. one uh, to do with opinions. You see, um, we had this understanding and it's a very, very weak form of Christianity. When we believe that God's t tossing up whether his opinion or our opinion is the best thing. And this is where we get this, Pastor. We start to think and place our opinion in a place it should never have been put, ever. Ooh. Because what Pastor said then is so true. He's not going to agree with our opinion. He's only going to agree with his own opinion. And that's the key here. We have watered down so much, so much, we go into, I said we're going to have a smorgasbord tonight. We go so much into thinking there's a permissive will of God. Now we get to put our opinion on the same level as God's. And you see, uh, you know, in my Bible, he's sovereign. I didn't die for everybody. He did. So he qualifies to do it his way. I just want to read this part here that says, when we, we all incorporate past ideologies into our walk with God. When we begin our journey with Jesus, we usually have an opinion about who God is and how he does what he does. Then we are now immersed into a particular doctrinal perspective yep. that will shape our faith. Unfortunately, most of these ideas are not from New Covenant teaching about the finished work of Jesus. It is usually a mixture of truth, tradition, and error. It is the clinging Ooh. to these opinions that put us, here's the word, in opposition to God's truth and neutralize his power to work in our lives. These beliefs create the misconception that God has not done a perfect work in is. us, we think we need to change to become pleasing to God and gain victory over our issues. So this is the beginning of a never-ending religious cycle of self-rejection, self-deceit, unbelief, frustration, and performance. And this... My goodness. i got to come in here on this. And this is the key, really the key to becoming a disciple. Because really, if you're a disciple, let me hit you with all three positions. First you come, then you follow, then you become. You see? But you don't stay at come to see or to follow after, to, 
to do what he does after he does it. No, you come to the next phase where he becomes the flow inside you and you become the vessel to carry his flow. This is what it's all about. You can't stay at coming and following. You have to become a disciple by abiding. Yep. And there's a scripture here that says, um, Luke 6.40 says, A disciple, Jesus said, a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. So those words perfectly trained mean suitable, normal, or proper. By becoming a son and deciding to become a disciple, I have made my first act of repentance. Guess what? Being a disciple is constantly repenting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, definitely. And I, I get kind of tired when I hear Christians say, why do I have to keep on repenting? Because you've got to die to self. Guess what you're dying to? Your version of yourself. Yeah, amen. That's what dying to self means. You're dying every day to what you know about you. Oh, and what goodness. God says about you, if it isn't what you say about you, then something's off. Yeah. So being a true disciple means constantly repenting and not putting sackcloth and ashes on no. and doing the whole dirge because that's not repentance. Right. Means change of thinking. Repentance is, Pastor said it, 180, total yeah. turn. Right like so that. So total change of thinking. So every day God is challenging you to die to what you think you know about yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, I know this is and, how I operate. And, uh, and, and die to what you think you know about God. Yeah. That's what dying to self is. It's dying to your version of yourself. Every day I'm being challenged to die to the Nathan Cassis that Nathan thinks Nathan is and to live to the Nathan Cassis that Jesus Christ wants to live through. And I think it comes down to honouring God's opinion and, you know, dethroning our opinion. it's, It's the truth. We're not on the same level, guys. And we're not with our opinion on the same level as God the Holy Spirit. We are not, but yet as the church, we behave like that. If we, I got news, you know, um, every time I let the Holy Spirit tell me, Pastor, what's going on and what he requires of me, Shania, I have a good day. I have a good day. You know what? It's full of hope. It's full of love and it's full of faith. But the times that I would put my opinion of what's going on on the same level as God the Holy Spirit, then I wrestle all day Was that a better thing? Was that not a better thing? It always happens like that. There's one opinion that counts, and that's his opinion. And the key to it is Jesus died for us. Jesus qualifies to say everything we need to do, what's best for us, and the way it's going to happen. He qualifies. Why do we think we qualify when we haven't even died for our brother yet? 
Oh, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. You want to add a gem or you want to go to yeah, a break? I want to read a, a version All of right, this scripture for before we go in. Proverbs one twenty two says, A fool hates knowledge. But the Amplified Version says, A, f- a self-confident fool has no delight in understanding, but only reveling in his personal opinions of himself and himself. Let me read that again. Let's read it one more game, A please. A self-confident fool what? has no delight in understanding, but only in reveling in his personal opinions of himself and himself. When you choose your opinion over the Lord, you're not a disciple. You're in opposition to God's power in your life. <sighs> and this is, again, an, an example of why some people are crying out for the Lord's power and they want to see transformation and they want to see miracles because we're all about miracles at the moment. But your miracles are being neutralized by your opinion. Ooh. Yeah. And so maybe you need to ask the Lord, what is his opinion on the matter? What is his opinion? Because to be a disciple means you believe what your teacher says above what you think. Mm. That's a, even, mm-hmm. a Buddhist, mm-hmm. even a Buddhist monk would teach their disciples, this is truth. And everything else that you've believed is a lie. So being a disciple means whenever I get to that point in my life where my opinion and my teacher's truth clash, I have to willingly choose to believe my teacher's truth over my opinion. So it's a constant life of repenting, but not through guilt. It's... It's, it's actually a freeing thing. But it, it's got to be an exciting thing because repentance brings example of something moving. Yeah. You see? Mm. If you just kept saying sorry, 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 nothing changes. Right. But when true repentance comes, you see action for it. Yeah. And that's got to yep. be exciting. And, and that's got to be able to say, well, if there's something more that I need to see and change, you change my thinking because I do not want to think the power of my thinking is on the level of your thinking, God. Come on. The power of my thinking is on your level. It is not. Because he says, the word of God clearly says, my ways are not yours. They're higher. They're deeper. They're wider. You see, there's no comparison. Don't even compare yourself to being on the level of opinions and thinking as God the Holy Spirit. Don't ever. And you know the sad part about it? We are selling ourselves short. You know why? Let me give you a key. Because we go round the mountain over and over again when we won't listen to the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. We blame God for everything, everything, and we really should blame ourselves because we won't let him make us a disciple. We would rather follow him or come see. And then you complain because you're not getting what he wants to give you. Oh, oh my goodness. Let me take a break. 
take a break, give Dr. Robin a chance to catch her breath because she's on fire. And they got a whole bunch of notes over here. So. <laughs> I do. I wrote a whole five, eight page paper. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it. You wrote it. I got some I got gems. It. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Listen. We care about your feedback, but particularly not your opinion about us coming back from this <laughs> message. Do it all the time. Man, you said a gym, Pastor Nate, and we have to let the <laughs> the listeners hear that last gym of what the Lord had done said to you. Oh yeah, in my how? journal in my journal here, he says to me, Nathan, how can you be more like me if you don't agree with me? Amen. So let that land. Yeah, and that's what is the Bible says. Jesus says, Jesus says that a, a teacher's teaching is greater than the disciple. And so, if he is truth, which he is, then truth is greater than what I think or what I surmise is going on. You know, opinion is you got to look at the word opinion. The op opinion is in opposition to God's power in your life. It will neutralize God's power. You can literally have a move of God show up in your life. And then if you start to have an opinion about it that doesn't line up with truth, that power will be neutralized from outworking in your personal life. It'll work for others, but it won't work for you. So so your opinion... Jesus said that with all the people around yeah. him. They Your never got their miracles. opinion neutralizes what God's doing in you because there's comparison. There's something going on that puts you on the same level or tries to put you on the same level as God the Holy Spirit. But I want to bring something up. You know that the, the world we're in right now where everything's top topsy-turvy. We can say nothing's the truth, everything's a lie. Nobody fully understands what's real, what's not. You know, let me ask you a question, Pastor. Before all this started to open up, like COVID, to do with vaccines, to do with whether you do, you don't, and all that, and all the other stuff that's coming as great challenges, they're great opportunity for the Holy Spirit to prove who he is compared to your, in, compared to your opinion or his way and his wisdom. How can you change a thing in this world today if it isn't the power of the Holy Spirit? But what I'd like to say to you is, has he been talking to us, getting us ready for this? And we've been too busy listening to our own opinion. You know what? This is so true because... I want to give you the example. Again, this is what I bring out the process, okay? The fruit of being a disciple. We Take the word, um, I was talking Pastor Robin about this in last week because it was something that really hit me. 
we've been praying for my sister Christy and we've seen her miraculously healed, right? And more came. And more is happening. We just had more ministry with her on Wednesday and there was inner healing and the Lord did it different. He used a prophet's, you know, blueprint and then we read the scriptures and it literally lined up for the, the day that she was facing, you know. And so the Lord gave us a prophetic strategy on how to get her to command the shaking to take place at her work because there was like, you know, this kind of trying to put a lid on what God was doing through her and the enemy was trying to rob from that testimony. But I was learning about like how the Holy Spirit, because this is all about the Holy Spirit. I was learning about how the power of God moves. You know, when we talk about the fifth dimension and we talk about the collapsing and all that. But there's a word that I said last Sunday or the Sunday before, prime. You've got to be primed, right? Now, priming is to do with conversation. It's to do with, you know, communication. But um, I was learning about waves of compassion and how the Holy Spirit moves through waves of compassion. So I want to give you this picture. Love is like an ocean. Now, I can say I love you and it can be moving but it can also be stationary. I can say I love you and it can be something that is active, but also it can be something that's just, you know, stagnant because everyone and any, anyone says, oh, I love you, you know, and it gets tossed around. So I want you to imagine like love is like the ocean, right? But compassion are the waves in the ocean. And how you need to prime yourself to the movement of God is... Perfect analogy, you've got to be like a surfer. See, when a surfer wants to catch a wave, they go right out into the deep and they look for opportunities for the wave to begin swelling. Then what they do is they paddle their lungs out and they position themselves to catch the wave. See, I think we've got this wrong concept of the Holy Spirit's power, like he's just going to come into our lives and overtake us like a wave, but you've got to surf up to the wave as a disciple primed by the Holy Spirit. You've got to recognize his movement and then you, not got to, you have the opportunity to catch the wave, which is compassion, his compassion. Jesus did nothing and, and no miracle for one reason and one reason alone. He had compassion on people. It wasn't a proof that he was God. It wasn't a proof that he was right. It wasn't a proof that he was greater than the devil. Mm -hmm. He loved people and his love moved him to action. That's compassion. Love that moves you to action, mm. right? So yeah. the Holy Spirit in our life, his power is constantly flowing like waves. They're coming in and they're going out, right? And they have momentum. And so when you can position yourself on this wave, you can find that you can ride the wave all the way to shore where shore is where people are and shore is where closure is because the wave stops at shore. Now, why this is important is because when you're positioning yourself for that wave and you're doing everything in line with the Holy Spirit, what is the thing that's going to cancel you out from riding that wave? Your opinion. Your opinion will throw you off the board, will capsize you, and it will the wave will tumble over you and you'll be spun upside down like a 
washing machine. I'm a witness. And you'll be overpowered. This is really important, especially in this time right now, because there is movement of the Holy Spirit and he's requiring us, like pastor has been teaching us, to discern where his movement is mm. and to paddle as hard as we can, not through self-effort, but through his strength working strong through us mm-hmm. To paddle up to that wave and be like, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm ready to catch this wave all the way into the shore. Mm. But the number one thing that neutralizes God's wave in your life is your opinion. Not the devil's opinion, your opinion. Because, yeah, just look at the scripture that says, it didn't say the devil's ways and not my ways. He says your ways not my ways. My ways are higher. So who's he talking to? Is he addressing the devil or is he addressing someone who's listening to the devil? Get behind me, Peter. He addressed the devil that was coming up in Peter. Satan, get behind me. And what's funny, Pastor, is like a surfer, if you watch them on the ocean, and Australians will understand this because that's our culture, they paddle their lungs out. They do everything in their strength to ride up to the wave. And this is what God gets us to do. When we think we're going to catch God, he gets us to run out of all of our self-strength, all of our energy, until all we can do is sit. When you see a surfer, they'll paddle all the way up to the wave. They'll go all the way out to the deep and then they'll just sit and they'll wait. And they'll feel the water and they'll wait for the momentum of the ocean to show them that a wave is coming. And then when they recognize that wave, they paddle as hard as they can to catch it. And this is what I believe the Holy Spirit is asking us to do. He's not just going to overtake us. So this is this is a That's work. a following mindset. It's yeah. a coming mindset. Yeah. It's not an abiding mindset. No. The overtaking power. Yeah. He's just going to come into my day and overtake me and I'm just going to say the right things and I'm just going to think gonna the right things there and, and, and feel a, the right things. Yeah, be there and be as lazy as anything because yeah. the Holy Spirit, oh, you know, it's going to do it all. And what do I do? Uh, what is my part to play in this? I need to be available to let him do it. You see, and this is the key. It's very, very important that we see this. Availability is the key to abiding. The availability is the key to discipleship. Availability. You see, um, there's not two works going on at one time. Uh, we we tend to think that we can be, uh, you know, help to be strong you know, and, and, you know, match his strength, you know. And, and that's not what the scriptures say. My weakness brings his strength, not me being stronger. It's my weakness. When I'm weak, what's it say? Strong. He is strong, yes. And he, he um, fuses that strength, he's the word, He fuses that strength to my weakness. And then he moves through it. You said ride the wave. Yes, we don't generate the wave. And that's where religion comes in. And that's where works comes in. And that's where we miss it, Pastor. Because we have been living in this lie for so long 
you know, God helps those that help themselves. Well, I'm sorry. You show me in the Bible where that word is. Show me where that phrase is. It's not there. It's not there. God helps those who can't help themselves. And we all shouldn't be able to help ourselves. And Pastor Tony, this is what real faith is. God's intention to perform the miracle. Are you aligning yourself with the wave of God's intention? Not you trying to generate the intention. Generate it. And I'm speaking to people that are facing hard circumstances, even in now, with, with what's going on, some people being confronted, you know, all of these things are going on. There's still waves of God's movement. He's still that compassionate. If they can align themselves with that movement, they can ride the wave all the way to shore. You know, this is what you talk about in those five steps of faith the believing, the hearing, the seeing, the speaking, the waiting. Yeah. You know? Well, waiting is the hard step, especially yeah. I know Souffle said that you don't have surface here. You have surface in America. But I was just I was actually saying for Australians it's very, very big in our culture yeah. of understanding yeah. it's in, surfing. It's in inbred uh, in in, into us actually. But you can culture. see them. You sometimes you see them on the ocean, they're just sitting there and they're yeah. waiting. Yeah. They're waiting for the momentum. So I've I was got just gonna, if I may let, let me just finish that one statement so people will understand it. I'm looking here and they say being available. That's not finished. Availability. Whose ability do I need to be available for? Not mine. So the ability is Christ and the available part of it is me being ready to allow that ability to flow through me. That makes me a disciple and makes me one that he can abide in and I can abide in him. I was just going to say in the natural, if you, if you don't start moving before the wave comes, it'll lift you and yep. a lot of followers do that. A lot of Christians sit for the Holy Spirit to come and lift them. And then because they're still sitting, the Holy Spirit moves on. They get that little uplift. And then what happens? They drop. There's a depression. There's a depression after that. After that uplift, there's a depression. So you've got to wait and be built up again. You know, yeah. and, and Christians do that all the time, build themselves it, we up. We call it conferencing. Conferencing comes into this family. Which conference can I go to this but time? Shouldn't go to any of them if you've but if the you're moment a the conference is over uh, because they're not applying they're not preparing themselves to ride with it, they get depressed, they get down and they need another shot in the arm. And why yeah. do they get depressed? Because they're followers. They're yeah. not disciples. And because maybe. their agreement is not with what God says. You won't get depressed when you agree with what God says. No. So good. Oh. You'll get depressed when you agree with what you say. Yeah. So that's the wave. That's what I said that's before. That's the wave. Yeah. You know? So, so it comes to what you said about conferencing, you know. But we don't understand. We should have what we have inside us. Some of these conferences are for non-believers. Yeah. And we, we take the first seat in the house, the best seat <laughs> in the house, and the person that's a non-believer has to try and fight for a back seat because we got our name on the chair. Yeah. 
Do you understand? Yeah, it's that's not the way Jesus did that. Because it's not. I want to go back to this thing. Jesus moved out of compassion, right? I'm learning this. It helped me with Christy. If I can look at every conversation that I have as an opportunity for me to ride a wave of compassion to that other person, my whole communication style is going to change. And that will I'm make gonna be more decide. interested in what the Holy Spirit wants to deliver to that person. And if the other person would think about communicating with me in that way, then I would be fed by that communication. I'm going to teach this in real relationships. And then I can feed them. Half the time in our conversations and in our interactions with people, we are not listening to the Holy Spirit to be used as a mouthpiece of him. We're agreeing with what we think of the person. We're agreeing with what we know of the person. And the Holy Spirit's going, no, 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 no. You're about to capsize. You haven't caught my wave. I wanted to use you in this moment to ride all the way into shore for this person. But now you've missed the opportunity. So you're going to have to swim back out to deep and wait for my next opportunity. But the Holy Spirit doesn't like being grieved. Because when you grieve him, you neutralize his power in your life. So this helped me with Christy because I was saying, Lord, when we're praying with Christy, these are waves of compassion that you're bringing to deliver to Christy. And so they're recognizable waves. So I need to swim and align myself with that wave, you know. And I had to literally look for the opportunity you know, to administer that wave of compassion. Mm-hmm. Pastor talked tonight about fifth dimension. You know what collapses from fifth, well, from the heavenlies to the earth? Compassion is yeah. the wave that God's miracles yeah, travel that's on. Yeah, what wow. it's written on. Yes. It's the wave. Anything that he does is because of his compassion and love and, for us. And that's us. the riding of that wave that can cause it. To collapse into reality. Wow. wow. Meaning if you're praying for so something good. and you're asking God to do a miracle or you're asking God to perform something, you've got to check why you're asking. Because if you've got no compassion in that, there's no connection. There's no wave. You're mm. going to be sitting in the ocean waiting for a wave for a very long time. Mm. See, God mm. healed out of compassion. He delivered out of compassion. He prayed out of compassion. Mm -hmm. He blessed out of compassion. He dined. He fellowshiped out of compassion. Love. Yeah. Pastor talked about faith, hope, and love. Those three abiding realities. Yeah, and and you can't have compassion unless you've got the abiding presence of living that way. You can't. Mm. What are you doing? You you go in and out like a yo-yo. One minute (laughs) I'm so compassionate. And it's not compassion. Let's see it for what it is. You're feeling sorry. you got sympathy. Uh -uh. Uh, Compassion causes you to walk alongside someone, not watch them walk. I think that we, um, I'm sorry, but this is my subject, and I think that we need to see that discipleship is tied up with abiding. Yeah. You can't just keep following until the point you get to where you want the Holy Spirit to follow you. 
Mm. You get to the place where you become so important that I, Holy Spirit, follow me. Oh. I know best. You, you see, if you don't move on from coming and then following and then if you don't go to the place of living, because that's what abiding is, having him live in you and you live in him. See, it's two ways. And sometimes we're just doing the one-way thing, all right? Uh, yeah, I'll let him live in me, but the actual part of me having to live in him, that means I have to get out of the way. I've got to really get out of the way and let him come through. Remember I've said it. One, two, Jesus walked through. Well, we can't both walk through the door at the same time. One of us has got to surrender. Yeah. Who is it that's going to get off the throne? Me or the Holy Spirit? That's very true. We're going to take a, a short break to come back in for more conversation because this is good. And, yeah, we'll be right back. He's drawing something. <laughs> what did you want him to draw? Pastor Robin, I was on a wave of compassion to come back in, you know. Wonderful. <laughs> no, I just love this analogy because uh, when I went to Sydney, I had the Miller kids trying to teach me how to ride a wave. <laughs> and I just so happened that to wipe so out at shore. Funny. Of all places, I wiped out in shore at Wh the shoreline. Where'd you go? When we went to uh, manly? manly Beach. Manly. Oh. It was very manly. Those very waves. manly. The, the waves <laughs> are not very compassionate. No, they are not. I'm manly glad beach. I wasn't the I, only I, one. I don't think any of Sydney's beaches' waves are very compassionate. Oh, no, they were not compassionate whatsoever. Isn't that funny? That's like the Holy Spirit. If you don't learn to align yourself with his wave, yeah. it overtakes you. It'll it crashes on you. I'm not going to lie, guys. It lifts you up I've on shore. The power of God. Well, so I'll many uh, like, uh, analogies with the yes. wave and the move of God. Listen, I at least give Sydney credit that at least the wave will give you time to catch it. You, They are really big waves, so you get time to be like, all yeah. right, it's coming. All right, you, you still haven't gone. All right, now you missed it. New York beaches... Jones Beach in particular gives you no time. It has no grace. It's all full of sin, and you're going to hell if you try to swim there. Okay. <laughs> Anywho. And Hawaii is opposite. Oh, well. Hawaii we are so big. <laughs> we, we went to Hawaii, and, man, those were very scary waves. Really? And when I was there, I was thinking, uh, I don't know about you, Pastor, you were out there, I was watching them and saying, Wow, you made some very big waves here, God. Is the Holy Spirit in that wave? Yeah. Oh, wow. Hawaii is, is you recover from the blowout of the first wave and then you've got to get up and exactly. it's the second wave, uh -oh. the third wave, the fourth no. wave. Souffle said um, when that happens and you get, like, wiped out, then you think God's not compassionate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Blame him, right? Well, you don't really because you think, well, thank uh, God I didn't drown. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, I did not want to get... Turned around at least. Because in our wipe waves, out on there's the a lot of rips. Yes, that's why I was like, I was scared to go underneath it. Then he was like, come on. No. <laughs> I wasn't there yet. The Anywho. 
there's so many comparisons in the spirit with just you know riding like surfing really yeah. there is I want to um, go, because in the break we didn't get to, I w wish we'd recorded everything Dr. Robin said because now the people in Spotify will have to cut it out and put it in. Okay. But Just one he's going to draw what we're going to say. While he's doing this, waves, they grow. They build. Swell, okay. yeah. They do not just turn up. This is it. And, and compassion, we've had this thinking that it, it sort of just comes over me. Oh, please. That is immature. That is immature. You know. Pastor, the, the swelling, somewhere. the priming. You know, I want to talk about quickly the priming. Just draw me draw me an ocean, draw me a shoreline. Start mm. with that. Okay. We have a visual okay. artist on stage. Ocean and shoreline and the heavenlies. We're gonna well, it, just, it doesn't want much, John. Okay, that's easy <laughs> for him. Um, but the woman with the issue of blood. Yeah, just right. How did she position herself to ride the wave? This is what we want to walk through, right? What was that? How did she, in, in Jesus' miracles, each person that got their miracle positioned themselves to ride the wave. The woman with the issue of blood, how did she position herself? Okay, go into the depth of it. She would have thought for years, oh, yeah. doctors can't help me. Yep. Thinking, talking about disciple, talking about agreement. How she positioned herself. First of all, she had to give up what she agreed with. She had to go, no, what I think, even if I think it's not going to work, it's not, I, w getting to him is the most important thing to me. Yeah. It goes against the 12 years of experience that I've had of them telling me no. It goes against the 12 years of experience of all the medical facts. This is how she positioned herself. See? And then she ran out of her self-effort in the crowd. She was trying to reach to him and the crowd was literally pulling her, pushing her back and mm. forth. Like a wave, it was fighting against her. But she positioned herself because she agreed with what she believed about him. But she also positioned herself by having a picture yeah. of who he was. Yes. And that came in with the agreement, you can't agree unless you see. Yep. But see, her opinion agreement. of herself. Can we get back to this? Oh, yep. my Lord, I was just this, this whole week, the Lord's been saying that revolutionized that scripture. Die to self. <laughs> you, we all need to die to the opinion of ourself. I think that's amazing. I wish, first wish that was out in the church everywhere. Foremost. Die to your version of you because it's stopping God's wave from landing on your shoreline, whether it's positive or negative. Because every time you tell God, no, 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 I'm this way, you got no wave. You fall off your board and you have to paddle and paddle and paddle again and wait for another opportunity for the Lord to show you, actually, you're this way because I created you. I know you better than you know yourself. And when you when you ride the wave of the Holy Spirit, here's the key, because we have an analogy of the, the waves in the sea on the beach line. You need to ride it all the way in until the, we, the wave brings another place and that will bring closure. But half the time... 
you know, we don't ride it all the way in. We ride it, yes, because we start to, you know, remember our opinions and then and then we either fall off the board or we try to get up in the water and get dragged under. This happens continually. But my analogy of it is that we ride that wave until it... You know, the wave has great momentum and it will ride you in and then it will start to go down. And then it'll go and it'll come into the shore, which you said about the shore, and then you'll have fulfillment. We never ride it to the shore. We jump off. Sometimes we try to tread water, you know, and instead of seeing it through. And Pastor, to tie in with what we were saying before, every day the Lord's trying to ride a wave in of who you really are. And, Amen. And it's 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 what it is. Prophecy is God's God's memory. Yep. Prophecy is God's memory. It might be future for you, but it's Him looking back on who you are. So to Him, it's already complete. So He's trying to ride that wave into your life. That aren't as and if they are. So you wake up and you go, okay. And you start good. Holy Spirit, I'm riding your wave in. Oh, okay. And wouldn't it be good? I'm, I'm starting to say to the Lord, ah, wow, I didn't know that about myself. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, I thought wrong about myself there. Okay, Lord, that's something else I need to unlearn about myself today. You know? Wow, that's something that I thought I was good, good with. You know, that's something I thought I was secure in. You know? Oh, I just talk this way. Oh, I just think this way. Oh, that's just who I am. <laughs> oh, I'm a very secure person. No. Not. So the Lord is trying to say, no, 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 no. Every day I want you to ride that wave in all the way to the shore so I can collapse my I prophetic like memory. So much. My prophetic memory of your destiny into your reality so that you can agree with what I say. And 2 Corinthians 3.18, look more like me. And see things that aren't as if they are. But this is the problem. We begin to ride the wave and then we begin to go by our ungodly feelings, not our godly feelings. And we begin to say, well, my feelings tell me I am this way. So now I have an opinion and my opinion neutralizes the wave. And so the Lord says, okay, well, you know, talk about starting at the bottom of the ladder no, but you've got, to, you've got to catch another wave. Yeah. And so the Holy Spirit's trying to say, no, I'm trying to collapse what I see you as already completed, fulfilled into your life. And not just in, I want to bring this into, not just in circumstances and events, character. He sees you Characters fully formed in your full yeah. Character of it him. has to be character first, yeah. Pastor. Not not just like oh yeah, you did this for the kingdom, did that for the kingdom. Great, you know, minister. No, no, no. full no. faith, full hope, full love, yeah. full trust. And, and character is the thing that carries the gifts. Not the gifts carry the character. So it has to be because the character is what. God is looking for 
to be transformed, for you to be transformed into the image of Jesus by God the Holy Spirit. It's character. It's character. See, he made that and he wants to see that because that is the thing that changes things. Character. Character changes things, not gifts. So I want you to look at this picture that John's drawing. This is really good. Wow, look at that. Give him a whiteboard and a pen and he's amazing. Look at this. So imagine that all of the potential of what God, imagine this is a spiritual ocean. And right on that ocean there, John, right on the ocean love in big letters. Oh, in the ocean? Yeah. Because okay. God's ocean of love, remember we said love, like the ocean, can be still at times and it can move. So this is the reason why God does everything. This is where Sonia, she asked this question, what's love got to do with it? Well, here you go. This is God's ocean of love. That's right? a silly song. It's got always, everything to always, do with it. He's always referring to songs or movies. It's okay. Okay. She needs to be healed, don't worry. All right, so this is God's ocean of love. And this is, imagine that this is in a heavenly realm. All right, John, can you just draw a little, maybe a little like earth, a flat earth down there in the, in the <laughs> corner earth? just so we can understand oh my. how it collapses. So draw it above the flat earth, the, the dome of the earth. Yeah, there oh, we like go. The entire earth? Yeah, just give me a dome so people can understand it's two dimensions. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we're talking while that's happening, Pastor, because we don't stop. The, the flow of what? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I wanna, I'm explaining it. So what do you think? I'm asking you, what do you think? I have no thought. No, you do have a <laughs> comment. You must comment. Come, comment. I do have a... I'm realizing how many opinions I have. I tell you that much. I'm just seeing them over and over. Um, no, I. it's really good to hear that I hear myself saying this to children, like, you're not on my level, so you have to respect, you know, me as an adult, you know, and when things like that. When you're talking to the kids? Yes. Yeah. We're like, look, I, I'm always reiterating, like, you, we are not on the same level. So I'm just laughing how the Lord's like, ah, are we on the same level, Chinea? And I'm like, um, ah, no. Only when you are acting like a kid that belongs to the Lord. Yes. Then you begin Come to have um, all that the family is. Oh, that's good. I like that. I like that response better. See, when yeah. you're the king's kid, then you are about his business because yeah. it's family business. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, you will be, you know, not on his level. Never. A little G, not a big G. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you know, and I was asking the Lord. I can't remember what we were referring to. Maybe it was last week's uh, teaching about just, you know, uh, battling the opinions, of, especially when it comes to other people and and learning, like, I want the way I treat other people is the same in the same regard and respect as he would see them, you know, and sometimes I battle those opinions first when interacting with people and it's like okay Lord well how do I do that how I literally asked him maybe a couple of days ago like how 
but I, I asked from, I approached him from a doing perspective, but that answered my question instead of thinking like, oh, it's just going to fall upon me. Like, oh, you know, it'll overtake me and I'll be able to operate through compassion. That's not quite how that works. I and think it's compassion, Pastor, is a gift. Yeah. It's a gift. And, and um, it, it's not an ability. It's a gift. Mm. Okay? It's not, and it's not human. No, yeah. it's there not an There is no human emotion of compassion. So it's therefore, God. here's another one. Fasting is a gift. Mm. When God asks of you something to, you know, be involved with, it's a gift that he wants to give you. Mm. So it doesn't become your ability. It becomes his ability and you being available for that mm. ability. Understood. Understood. All right, let me go to the story. I think Pastor has to say something. Oh, first. quickly, Hit go for that. it. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I do want to say something, I, I sort of lose it. So I've go got ahead. No, I've got God, nothing to give say. It, give it, well, just comment on it. I'm just observing John's artistry now on his yeah, prophetic Yeah, it's artistry. beautiful. Go ahead. <laughs> I have nothing to say. I am a disciple right now. Right. He's I'm learning. I'm learning how to... Be a disciple. So, did you him. think compassion comes on you? Yeah. Okay. So, Pastor thought compassion comes on you. It's a gift. It's a fruit of His. You see, the potential for that fruit to be given to you has to be asked for. Got to be asked for. Okay. Okay, so John's drawn this amazing picture, and I, I think this is really going to paint a, a really, really solid wow. process picture in people's eyes. You've got in the spiritual here, on this side of the dimension. This so is going to help with all the questions. Yeah, so on this side, you've got the earth, right? John, just write earth there, where we are, this dimension, right? Third, third dimension, us. Bit okay. flat there, John. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so here is where we are abiding. Here is where we are in physical five senses, taking in everything through our five senses. We're in the earth, okay? Now, the Bible says that we are on the earth, but we're not of it because we're seated in heavenly places. So John's going to draw a little person which represents us on the earth, right? So draw that person for us. Just yeah, uh, just, put him in the United stationary. States. Just stationary, standing. You're going to put him in the United States, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> a little okay. bit, have the feet hanging in Australia. Someone's saying this is amazing prophetic art. You need to turn this into a prophetic art, and I think you should. I'll commission you to do a proper drawing of the process of love and compassion and how it collapses into the earth. This is powerful. So what he's doing is he's drawing a person, for those that are listening, and you can find this on our Facebook page or go to Talk TV. Why don't you commission him to do one for you, yes. guys? Whoever's out there, commission him to do a painting like this. Because he's a prophetic artist. Jonathan, you'll give them more information. I believe your wife is moderating so she yeah. can put all the info and the details. Please do that. If you're there, Ashley, make sure that it's all going in now. Uh, okay, so this person is on the physical earth, right? 
Now, over on here, we have a spiritual dimension in God's ocean of love, wow. right? And now this person is also, now scripturally, remember the, the, the um, concept and the idea of biblical superposition is what Paul says when we're seated in heavenly places. We can be on the earth, but also be in heavenly places, in heavenly realms with Jesus, seated at the right hand of the Father. So superposition is the ability for us to be able to, when we close our eyes, think outside of our dimension and move into a spiritual realm. All right. So now he's going to draw the same person through the fifth dimension, meaning the heavenlies, in this ocean of love. So imagine an ocean of love is, is above you in this heavenly dimension. Same person, right? So even though you're, say, going throughout your day at work, with your family, at church, on the train, wherever you're doing, driving your car doing something in the physical realm, you're also existing in the spiritual realm and you're moving and you're living in the spiritual realm. That's why Jesus said, I only see what my father does. Mm. He's talking about, I only, I only do what I see my father doing, the doing in that realm and I collapse it into this realm. All right. Now, how does the collapse take place as he draws this person? So here we've got the ocean of love that is, can be still, God's love can be still, not stagnant, but still. Be still and Come know on, that guys, I am God. Come on, guys, watch it if you're in live audience. You need this tonight okay. for your situations. So God's ocean of love is still, but it's also moving, and it's moved by waves of compassion. So what I want you to understand now is... There's a situation that comes up, and I'm going to come over because I'm going to draw Amen, little dots. Amen, Tim. Watch this. There's a situation that comes up in my life. I'm on the earth in the third dimension, right? But I need to be able to collapse from God's ocean of love towards me what God says is true above what I think. I need to be able to collapse the possibility over the impossibility. So I need to take, write the words on in the ocean, um, potential. So write the words right next to love. So all that's in this ocean is potential. Potential miracles, potential breakthrough, potential financial breakthrough, potential emotional healing, potential demonic freedom, potential relationship reconciliation, potential healing for my body, physical and wellness healing, right? But I have to be able to take from that dimension and bring it to the shoreline, which is right where those two worlds intersect, if you can see, the shoreline of the third and fifth dimension. So how do I do that? What is going to bring that potential to my shoreline? Because remember I said the shoreline is where the two worlds intersect. Okay? So you can see this man here, he's standing on the shore. He wants to get the potential of what's in that ocean and he needs to be able to bring it into his reality of earth. Mm. Okay? So what does he do in the it. spirit? Here we go. Not in the flesh. Catch what I'm saying. In the spirit. He begins to spiritually surf through God's ocean of love. Amen. And he begins to now align himself with the wave. He's sitting, looking in the spirit. John said, I saw in the spirit. 
So we're going throughout my day, but I'm looking in the spirit with the eyes of my heart. Where is God's wave of compassion wanting to swell up? So you right want now? that you want that to go from me riding it now. I'm riding this potentially. There it is. So I'm I'm you know, I mean, um, in a in a place of birthing it. Yeah. I'm in a place of uh, carrying the seed yep. to fulfilment. So here I'm riding it. I'm pregnant with it. I'm riding it. And as I ride it, I've got to ride it in till it becomes this birthing of it on the earth. Yep. And so, John, I want you to draw now. This man is riding the wave. He's aligned himself in the spiritual realm with God's wave of compassion. Now he's going to ride that wave all the way in until it reaches the shoreline. The moment it reaches the shoreline, it changes from heavenly to earthly reality. Change. You've got to put that there somehow. So just draw a pathway. Just draw a pathway from him to that man. The same from the surfer to the man waiting. Yeah. yeah. Just draw a line. Yeah. Yeah. So people get the visual. Yeah. The swell. So he rides the swell all the way through. He understands God wants to do this for me. Not God, why won't you do this for me? God wants to heal me. God wants to set me free. God wants to bless me. God wants to love me because he has compassion for me. His love moves him to action. Wow, God, I understand you love me that much that you want to be moved to action to show me your love in this realm. See, I'm a bit of a drawer. Can you make those waves, take those waves and just start to... Bring them, see there's the big wave there, John, the big wave. Now make them less Yeah, and draw less. a movement of them uh, coming into and the, the shore. And the movement of them. So instead of having one big wave there, start to bring them less and less yep. and less till it actually breaks it down. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Because what that's showing us is as I continually ride that wave into shore in the spirit through God's ocean of love, the wave of compassion, how do I stay on the board? I agree with what God says and only what God says. I agree with what he says about me. I agree with what he says about the world. I agree with what he says about people around me. I agree with what he says about my family, my job. I agree with what he says in his word. And I don't let my opinion throw me off the board because if I get my opinion and throw me off the board I get no collapse from that wave and that wave gets doesn't get to come to my shoreline. So when it comes to the edge of the, the the world there that's where it's collapsing up until then the waves are getting smaller and smaller and smaller until eventually they go flat because that's what happens with a wave it doesn't stay a big wave all the way in. Yep. And it's this is got what to faith disperse. This is what faith in action is. It's God's intention to perform a miracle. So you believe in this reality. You don't have to be convinced. You don't have to see half the time we don't get miracles because we're believing wrong things about God. We jump off the board. Too we quick. believe so many wrong things about God. God has to spend more time trying to convince the believer that he wants to do it. Did you get what I just said? Yeah, he has to spend years trying to convince you 
that he wants to heal you because for years you've thought he's against you. For years you've thought he's punishing you. Guess what? Punishment and correction are two different things. Oh, yeah. And Punishment God, is all about the past. Sorry. Correction is all about the future. God punishes sin, not the sinner. Yeah, but correction is all about the future. If he corrects you, it's because he wants to give you a future. He corrects, he chastises those that he loves. When I correct my son, it's so that he won't do it again. When? In the future. So that's love. Love at the base of correction. But all the time we have to try and get rid of our ideology of what God is before we can even collapse this wave of compassion into our lives. So as you begin to agree with what God says about you, and what he says yeah, to you, you get to ride the whole wave all the way By in the you get to and it begins to move from a fifth dimension into a third dimension reality. So now I've believed and I've seen, okay, God wants to heal me. So I ride that all the way in. And now it collapses into physical healing dimension in my body. My cells align with that. My body aligns with that. That's what Christy had happened to her. Yeah. She believed that God wanted to heal her because he loved her. And she rode that wave all the way in. Same thing. I believe now that God wants me to be married. So I ride that wave all the way in. And I get rid of every wrong thought I've thought about him. And I have being a hard taskmaster, whatever it is. But you can see now the pathway from riding it from that reality into this reality. And it's all on the wave of compassion. This is how you collapse God's will into your life. This is why love is the key for everything. So we're not feeling sorry for people. We're not. And feeling sorry is a work of man. It's not a work of the Holy Spirit because it it shows the fruit of it because you can quickly... Feel sorry for someone and then the next minute judge them for something. And this is what I want to bless everyone with. When I got the power of that scripture, he chastises those that he loves. Okay, we, yeah, we say, well, you know, he chastises those that he loves. But Jeremiah, behold, I have a future and a hope for you. A plan and a future. If I didn't care about your future, I wouldn't correct you. That's why punishment is always linked to the past. If I want to punish you, I'll always remind you of what you did. But if I want to correct you, it'll be so that you don't do the same thing again. Because I think, ah, you have the future, you have a potential to not do this again. So a lot of the waves aren't collapsing in our lives because, Pastor, come back on the mic as we finish Uh, this. Guiding him. Because (laughs) as we've been talking about, we haven't been abiding in him. No. We've been coming and we've been following. Coming, following, but never to the place where we're living. You see, visiting, you come, you visit. You follow, you visit. But when you abide, you live. And you have habitation. There's the key. 
Oh, I don't know how many times I hear in meetings, oh, Holy Spirit's visiting. I don't want him to visit. I want him to stay. And I want him to move from inside out. I'm not trying to get him in there. I'm trying to ask him to come through me out. You know, but... I'm a bit fanatical when it comes to abiding in Christ. It's the only way to live. And only, and let me say this, only people who want to go all the way and become a disciple of Christ can have the abiding presence. Yes. Uh, following, being a follower, you follow while the trends are good. Mm. While the trends are good, but when it comes to really trusting him, that's when you have to allow him to live through you. Mm. Live through you. Let him be the healer that lives through you. You're not the healer, but you let that be available for that healer to move through you. We're, we're so caught up with it, the ability Ability belongs to him. Me being available t for him to use my body in that ability yeah. is the way it works. This is the only way it works. And so, you know, uh, you know, when something drastic like what's happening in the world, we're certainly finding out who's a follower and who's a disciple. I'm just going to finish this, my last statement. Um, I wrote this summary here. It says, if I cling to my opinions, I have chosen to only reveal myself to myself yeah. and place myself above him. I cannot be a disciple if I don't believe what he says about what I think. How can I become more like him if I don't agree with him? <laughs> 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, We want him to we agree with all, us. With unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. True transformation comes not from being a Christian, but from being a disciple. The choice of becoming a disciple means this. I enter into a lifelong commitment of change and continual repentance. Every time my opinion and his truth collide, I change my thinking and realize that my thought and opinions are not in harmony with his word or his character. That is a disciple. Yeah. But you got to say something. You do. You do. You Even if you say something. it's challenging you. It's challenging me. Amen. No good. Oh. No good. <laughs> more, Pastor. More. More. In the beginning, God. Yep. Wow. What um, else? In the beginning, God. Yes. Um... There was a, a few questions, um, but I probably won't have them because my phone goes in and out. If, yes, guys, if you have any questions, please submit them in the comment section. Um, and we are ready to answer them. Um, but so, can sorry. we also ask for comments about how this is blowing their mind sure sure yes you can also 
blow your minds with comments about. No, I said that wrong. Um, <laughs> you can post comments about how this has blown your mind. Guys, this has been an incredible portal. Another one to just not just sit on a shelf, but you can like re- go through this one several times because it applies. And I, I, I really am interested, Dr. Robin, when you do bring Abiding in Christ, how much it would be different from the last time we've taken this course because we've gained yeah. so many more keys and well, truths. Things, more things have become real. Yes. And, and relevant and, uh, you know, uh, point of position now. It's not a goal anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So as we have the questions flowing in, Spotify listeners, thank you so much for joining us again for another week of Portals. I think, it's, it's portals. I think we should uh, put that up there, An- what it is. 